0: We want to welcome you today to All Things Apostolic. We come here every day, every weekday, except Friday, and um, we study things that are substantive. Sometimes we just talk about things that are going on, Uh, but we have a good time together, and we're glad that you joined us today. Um, Now, usually I do what I'm going to do today, yesterday. I usually do this on Monday, but uh, I just... I just want to take a moment to talk about uh, revival. Uh, You always, I mean, in my opinion, you always need to be talking about the good things that are happening and reinforcing those and increasing faith that they're going to happen more, not less. So um, uh, yesterday or or, or Sunday was a a great day, rather, of church. We had a good time uh, in the Holy Ghost, pastor was gone. He was um, in Mexico working on a training center ranch that Reach Worldwide has purchased, and he and a team of people were down there, and um, they also went and preached in a halfway house where it looked like there was 30 or 40 men in that halfway house uh, in Mexico. I understand they don't have a chance. uh, They don't have an opportunity or choice To decide whether to stay in the halfway house when they come out of prison for drugs, they have to stay in it. So it's kind of like a captive audience. Uh, So things are breaking there. Yesterday morning, we baptized two new people in Jesus' name. They had been married. They have been married 51 years. They are Jewish people. And somewhere, both of them have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And they now, through some series of Bible studies, have seen uh, that they need to be baptized in the name of Yeshua Adonai, in the name of Jesus Christ, uh, or Jesus the Lord. And uh, so, yesterday was a was a celebration in their life, and they were baptized. Just just choice, wonderful people. So we're excited to see what God's going to be doing in their lives, and. Um, uh, then in the afternoon, we have a Spanish service, and two got baptized in the Spanish service. And then that night, we had a great service where um, uh, five more got baptized in Jesus' name, and three two or three received the Holy Ghost. Um, uh, and then we had one of our men was in Sanger preaching, and uh, uh, Dr. C's, and uh, a very small church there. And one of those in that church received the Holy Ghost. So we're, we're excited at God's and We're not satisfied with what we're seeing. We think we're going to see a whole lot more, but we are thankful. And I personally want to say how excited I am. The, uh, a couple weeks ago now, two Sundays ago, uh, we were in service worshiping the Lord. And God specifically healed a man who he could not see out of one of his eyes. And that one eye, while worship and exhortation was taking place, uh, he stopped and he came up and he explained what had happened. Uh, This wasn't just a kid. This was a mature man, had the Holy Ghost for years. And the doctor said to ever, if there's any chance of getting any sight out of that ear, there'll have to be surgery. And they were setting up surgery and, And God healed him on the spot. And so uh, this past Sunday, day before yesterday, I asked him in service, I said, you still seeing everything's good? He said, absolutely, it's good. So that was a tremendous miracle. Um, And then uh, another sister, Sister Debbie, uh, had COVID several years ago and uh, ever since then could not taste and could not smell. And so taste and scent had flown. She had not had that since the time that she had COVID and Monday morning she got up and she started to eat a little bit of breakfast and she was ecstatic. She said, I am tasting this food. I can actually taste this food. And, uh, and then she was sniffing the coffee or whatever. And she said, I can smell this. So, so God is still in the physical healing business. Those are two remarkable miracles that I'm just excited to be able to report. One of the things that uh, that has puzzled me through the years. I mean, uh, there are there are a growing number of churches across America that consistently have people receiving the Holy Ghost and being baptized. And the churches are growing most of these churches are churches that uh, have a strong sense of separation from the world and uh, and where the preaching has fervor and where the worship uh, is joyful and also has fervor um, and these churches continue to grow and they they in many cases become in almost every case become the strongest churches in that state or region or district or whatever it is. So how is it that these churches have this? But there's other churches, another group that's actually much larger. Now this first group is growing rapidly and we're so excited about it. But there's a larger group of churches that uh, they are not having revival. These These are churches that would Call themselves apostolic, that baptize in Jesus' name and believe in Jesus Christ as the uh, mighty God in Christ and um, so forth. And uh, believe in, some of them believe strong in holiness, some don't, but some do. Um, But they don't have revival. I mean, it's almost, uh, you're hesitant to say something like this, but it's almost like they're under judgment. If you look in the Old Testament, Judgment in the Old Testament came in the form of drought. It came in the form of famine. Uh, it came in the form of uh, a blasting of the land until it was just like, uh, just terrible. Uh, it came in the form of enemy occupation. And when you look at these churches, it's heartbreaking. It is absolutely heartbreaking to see what is happening. Uh, in many of these churches, if you were to walk in and say uh, there's a way this can change, and you're capable, you're you're plenty capable as a leader to see this change take place, um, immediately you meet resistance. I, I've, I've never figured out how you could look at your church if it's just dead or dying, and and then have the opportunity of revelation to see how to have just ongoing revival and kick it out the door. I, I, don't, I don't get this, but it is true in many places. There are people that are resistant. They, they are radically resistant. They're terrified that they're going to have to maybe learn something. And so they don't. They don't learn. They keep going down the road that they're going on. And some of you know what I'm talking about. And some of you may be part of those that I'm talking about. Well, it's time today to change and to say, okay, talk to me. How can I get in the vein of the Holy Ghost that there is a constant stream a streaming move of the Spirit that is working its way through our congregation every single service. How can I get there? And then secondly, how can I sustain that? And how can I maintain that? Now, I'm not, please, I am not uh, just talking about us, but I am going to tell you That um, where I'm at, we've been here for 40 years, and um, it probably took mm, a year and a half to to get the well primed to where it was going. And for the rest of that 40 years, this stream has been going, and it has not stopped, not one time, and it's not ended. And it has nothing to do with us being something special it has to do with revelation about some things and and how to get in the stream of the holy ghost and and god's moving and and uh, what brings people to a church for example our main thing we do outreach but our main thing is not outreach our main thing is in draw the opposite outreach is going out Indraw draw is like a magnet. It's drawing people in. How do you get that in draw working where people want to come and they want to experience and see what is going on? All of that can be learned. Now, I mean, I don't know if you can learn without the Holy Ghost, but if you've got the Holy Ghost, that can be learned. And a church can be transformed, and it doesn't take forever to do it. Now, I have seen churches where it took a little longer to get it going but it's going I'm thinking and one right now I'm just overjoyed it's finally it's clicking it's happening people getting the Holy Ghost since the first of the year they've had a uh, more probably get the Holy Ghost than they have in 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 years maybe ever I don't know and and so and so God's doing this so if you're a young pastor today or if you're an old pastor today or if you're in between and and you're willing you say I I need to know I I'm not I'm not willing to continue to pastor like I'm pastoring today. You have to kind of come to that. I'm not going to live this way anymore. I don't have spiritual dominion in this city, but, but I'm not going to live without it anymore. I'm going to have it. You, you have to kind of come to that place. And then in, in prayer, you have to say, God, I, I don't want to live that way anymore. When you When you start praying and when you start believing... And when you start refusing to take no for an answer when it comes to revival, then you begin to move into an area where things are going to start happening. And then there's ways that that we get people to come to the house of God and and uh, of course everyone is chattering the gospel there there's i think there's two words for preach the gospel in the book of acts 1 is preach in a more formal sense like the apostles did and Stephen and others but the another one means gossiping the gospel so when it's going in that church people are outside gossiping about it they're gossiping to their friends they're gossiping to people about them and and those people then they want to know about it so i'm just i'm i'm just saying there is there is absolutely no reason for an apostolic church not to have apostolic revival and and quit saying well it's because they had a silver spoon in their mouth that's how they why they know how to do it or or it's or quit thinking of reasons to marginalize the people that are having revival don't get in the crowd that just Anytime somebody starts having revival, they start criticizing. They find some reason. Well, they must be compromising. They must be doing this. They must be doing that. That's not true. Amen. That's that, that, that is that Greek word. What's that Greek word? Baloney. That's baloney. That's not true. People are really having revival. People really are walking in the Spirit, and, and God is doing things. And you got the Holy Ghost. you got the call of God on your life. There's no reason that this shouldn't be happening in, in your church, too. And if you're a saint of God that's listening, you need to pray, pray for your church, pray for your city, pray for your pastor, amen, because God is able to break this open. So anyway, um, uh, I mean, there's nothing we'd rather talk about than help people to be able to see this happen in their ministry. And um, I, I, I never have figured out why there is this, this resistance, this deep fear it's like it's like a man or a woman that's a leader is going to have to confront their own fears and they're going to and to confront their own fears and their own sense of inadequacy or a fear to step into something that seems new um, you've got to overcome that uh, I'll just tell you up front there's no way to do this without overcoming that and saying God I'm coming into your presence I'm I'm, I'm going to see this happen. So I'm praying for you. God, in the name of Jesus, everybody that hears this, I want you to touch their heart and let them hear this and let them reach out and seek help, just like we've all had help from people, uh, Lord, whether it was help through osmosis or help through uh, discussion. Uh, you're able to help us, God. And you're able to use our brothers and sisters to help us, God, I pray in Jesus' name. God bless you.